Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning business coach, keynote speaker, and content creator. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is designed to educate, empower, and engage. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted, inspired, and empowered after you listen to each episode. Welcome to episode 49. In today's episode, we are going to discuss how to best express your value. Now, if you missed episode 48, the last episode, we went over how to understand your true value. And that was the first episode in my Cultivating Your Value series. Now, this is episode two of that series. And there might actually be a third one. I wasn't sure if it was going to be two or three, but I think I'm confident that I can say there will be a third episode to this series, Cultivating Your True Value. So look out for episode 50 as well. So in today's discussion, um, I am going over like a new topic, like um, how do I describe it? Um, It's something that I haven't really heard about before. And uh, let me just give you the backstory. In December, I went on vacation in Bonaire and uh, it was a work retreat between me and my business partner. And while there, we were planning out what 2020 would look like for the business. And um, I love listening to podcasts. So in my free time, I was listening to podcasts and I believe the podcast I was listening to where I learned about um, what I'm going to discuss today was, was Journey to Launch. It's another great podcast created by a sister who is um, sharing how to basically start your own businesses. And I love listening to it as I'm an entrepreneur and I'm always learning something. Now in the journey to launch episode that I was listening to, um, she was interviewing a woman named Kathy Heller and Kathy Heller introduced this idea of four archetypes that are best suited for you and your personality. And I had never really thought about personality archetypes before. It isn't a term that I re- I can really say I remember hearing, but I really enjoyed what she shared. And it really spoke to me as a creator, um, the four archetypes and how they could really relate to the people in my community and especially my members and clients in my school. So what Kathy Heller describes as archetypes are roles that you can take to turn your passion into a sustainable career. And she talked on these very briefly in the podcast as there was a lot more discussed. So I wanted to know more about it. So I went and I got her book on Audible and the book is called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Now, if you want to read this book on Audible and you don't have an Audible subscription, I will put a link in the description of this podcast or in the show notes or, you know, whatever they call it these days. I'll put a link there so you can try Audible out for free. It's going to be a free trial when you use my code. I have been using Audible for years and it's helped me get through um, the, the busy moments when I really do want to read, but I just don't have time to actually flip the pages. Okay, so if you want to read this book or any other book, honestly, you can go and you can get that that Audible coupon code or um, you can go and click that Audible link and then you can get any book for free. So you can go and listen to this one. Don't keep your day job. So um, very early on in the book, 
Kathy Heller explains that she listened to a gentleman named Chris Gillibo talk about the art of nonconformity. And I, if it's my understanding, she got these archetypes from him or he discusses it and she put them into um, her own terms based on what it is she's doing. Wasn't really clear about that, but that's neither here nor there. What's important is the archetypes. So I'm going to go over the four archetypes that Kathy Heller discusses in her book, and I'm going to explain to you how you can express your value through identifying which archetype you are. And I'm also going to give you examples of how I've been all of these archetypes, and in many cases, I still am all of these archetypes, sometimes more more one than the other. So the first archetype is the creator, and she describes the creator as the baker, the craftsman, the writer, and in my own terms, I would say the creator is the podcaster, the blogger, the YouTuber, you know, that's, we are the creators, and when you are the creator, your hands are directly on the product and you're honing a craft. So think about that blog post you wrote. Think about the podcast that you you edit, record. Think about the YouTube video you've made. But also the creator is someone who may make a physical product. So how many of you are into making fashion? You, you make clothes or you... Um, um, you, uh, what am I thinking? You make a product like a, like skincare or some other thing, you know, like the baker, right? You, you craft something. So when you are the creator, you are in direct communication with an inspiration that is greater than yourself. You make your product or service, you offer it to the world, and then people pay you for it. And then she finally says about the creator, anything involved in creation is hugely intimidating because you are the source and the product. And I totally understand how that feels. There's been many times in my career, which has been 10 years now, where I've thought about what if something happened to me like this, how could this continue on? I just couldn't understand it or conceive it because I am the product. I am the source and I am the product, right? So um, I loved this explanation and the breakdown of the creator and how this is a role you can take to turn your passion into a sustainable career. And, And of course, expressing your true value. Now, let me also mention, if you, want more information about all of these archetypes, I actually made a download breaking this down and and, and, and and including some areas where you can describe how you are any of these or all of these. So if you want that, I want you to go to the show notes, click on the show notes so you can go to my blog, JanelleBStewart.com. And once you click the link below of this podcast, it'll take you directly to the show notes. And that is where you can find the download that I made. And it has all of this already listed out along with the spaces for you to discuss your own um, strengths. Okay, so the second archetype is the teacher. And she says, you teach others how to sculpt the the pottery or scrapbook or make candles or write computer code. You can be an interior designer with a side business teaching others color theory. You could be a life coach who crafts a 10-day program perfecting a morning routine. You could be a productivity expert teaching people how to use Evernote. You don't even need to have a physical location to do it. Between digital platforms and real world 
forums, there are endless opportunities to turn your passions into a lesson that educates others and earns a real income for you. So when I was listening to this, I was like, yeah, definitely, you know, I am the teacher, which is funny because when I read the creator, I was like, definitely, I am the creator, but I am also the teacher. And for those of you who you might be bloggers and you might be YouTubers or podcasters, the difference between the creator that is also the teacher is that you enjoy teaching people how to do something. Now, I'm sure if you listened um, to a number of podcasts, there are podcasts that don't teach you anything, right? They are interviewing someone. Maybe they're talking about a personal experience. Maybe they are describing um, something that they've done, you know. You may listen to podcasts like that, right? You may listen to podcasts that are motivational and they they talk to you about living a good life and you may um, watch videos or read blogs that do similar things to what I just described. But if you watch a video that is a how-to video, that person is a teacher. If you're reading blog posts that are how-to blog posts, that person is a teacher. Now on the side, the flip side for you, if you enjoy making how-to videos, how to do this, how to do that, tutorials explaining and showing how to do this, how to do that, and videos or blog posts that show that, then you are also the teacher. You're not just doing, um, not to make it sound like it's not a good idea, not to be disrespectful in any way, but like if you were doing a haul video, you're not teaching anything in a haul video other than showing the things that you've purchased, right? If you are doing a what I eat in a day video in the wellness sector, you're not really teaching anyone anything. You're just showing them what you've eaten. If you are doing a video where you show your latest fashion and how and and you're showing um your um your what do they call it when the women dress up and they do like a little lookbook like you're doing like a lookbook or like a get ready with me or you know whatever you're not really teaching anyone anything but when you go from how to how you've gotten dressed today and you turn that into how you layer clothing how you color coordinate how you um you wear wear prints then you're teaching if you go from get ready with me videos where you're just talking and doing your makeup to teaching a tutorial now you're the teacher if you are not just talking about some of the best cars you've ever seen on the market to teaching people about how to buy a new car that is the teacher. So I hope those examples can really help you to understand. But the teacher can also be the creator, but it doesn't mean you have to be either. And I love this I love this conversation that we're having today, although it is very one-sided. I am talking to you and you are listening to me. But I don't want you to think that because you are a creator, you have to be a teacher. No, I just gave you so many examples of creators that, that are not teachers and vice versa. You don't have to be the teacher and also be the creator. You can be really good at teaching people things and not have any product or service that you offer. And maybe you don't even necessarily have a platform where you share these things and you teach them. Although I will say this, if you are a member of my school, then it is likely that if you are the teacher, you are also the creator. But those of you who are listening may not be content creators. So I understand that not every single person that consumes of, it comprises of my audience are content creators. I know you're not all content creators. But if you are, the name content creator, the word creator is already in there, and you might be of the teacher archetype as well as the creator archetype. Okay, 
So you guys know I clearly am the teacher archetype and um, so much so that I started my own school. I mean, how much more... How much more can I embody the teacher archetype and the creator archetype than to create a place where I teach others, right? That's just, I just embody that so much. Um, I will also mention for those of you who don't know, but I do have a master's degree in education. So the teacher archetype is so me. Now, the third archetype is called the curator. And what Kathy Heller explains the curator is, is someone who facilitates a community where people who share a common passion can come together to talk about how much they love a particular craft. So by connecting intrigued buyers to creators, a flow of goods and services can start. Curation can come in the form of an agency, a marketplace like Etsy, live events like meetups and whatnot. You can host poetry slams. You can create a website for barbecue tools with a Facebook group to connect barbecue lovers and the best barbecue products. Curation is almost always a win-win that puts you at the center. So what I love about hearing about the curator is you may not be the teacher per se where you want to actually educate people, but you do enjoy the connection between this interest and the people that are interested in it. And so if you were around when I used to talk about natural hair a lot, right, that was how many of you were introduced to me. I wanted to connect the community of women together so badly that I created my own series of events and I called them Dinner with Curl Friends. So this was me being the curator. I wanted to bring people and the common interest or common passion, as Kathy Heller states, together so that they could talk about how much they love that particular thing. I wanted black women to get together to talk about how much they love their natural hair and what products they were using, what hair care tools they were using, what hair woes they had, what hair wins they had. And I loved being able to bring them together over dinner because everyone loves food and we would talk about all of these things and it felt so great to be able to facilitate this because I know how much it meant for the individual women because I was someone who didn't have community. I went natural with my cousin and I had no one else. I wasn't with my cousin every day. I had no one to talk to during the day and during the evening about my natural hair other than my husband and the idea that there were other women out there because they really didn't have friends or family members or co-workers that were natural who could understand their experience knowing that they were out there and had no one to talk to I know I felt alone so if I they must be feeling alone why not bring us all together and have lunch have dinner you know talk about it and I took my event on the road and then more and more events called natural hair meetups and natural hair events begin to pop up um, I won't say that I was the originator of natural hair events because I did go to a few out of town but in New York I do not remember a ton of natural hair events that connected women I just remember going to events where we would all kind of like look at each other and if we went with someone we would talk to that person but not many events where people were forced to come together, sit down over food and drink and really get to know each other. And in, during my events, I would have activities and, and, and games that we would play so everyone would get to know each other 
And I would encourage social media um, sharing and I would also encourage that they connect with each other. And by making everyone wear name tags, we all learned each other's names. By having us play games together, we all got to get to know each other just a little bit more. And maybe you would walk away from my event having one new friend that has natural hair that you can connect with, whether it be on social media or actually meeting up and getting together in real time. So I definitely loved curation. I can say now, though, that I don't really enjoy curation as much as I enjoy being the creator and the um, the teacher. And I'll get into the next, the fourth and final archetype. And I'll talk to you about how I like being more of that one too, but I don't want to like ruin the surprise or spoil it. Spoil it. Um, but for those of you who are listening to this story of me being the curator, I want you to think about how this might be something that you embody. Like, are you the curator archetype where you enjoy the content, but you don't want to teach it? You enjoy the content, but you don't want to make this thing. You don't want to have a product or a service or a business that sells this thing you really enjoy. Like I didn't want to make natural hair products just because I love talking about natural hair, but I was open to making a blog because I wanted to discuss my experiences and I wanted to have a YouTube channel to further enhance the conversations that I had. But I wouldn't say if you have a YouTube channel or if you have a um, a blog or a podcast that you're a curator, not, not necessarily because you're not bringing community and the interest together. But what happens if you host an event like I was doing? That's awesome. Now, what if you made a website but you had no supporting social media page. Are you really bringing people together? I would say no. I would say if you don't have a supporting page, like a group, not even just a page, let me clarify, not a page. I don't think that you really build community by having Instagram pages or Facebook pages because you post and then everyone posts with you. And yes, people do go through comments and they do comment on people's comments, but I wouldn't consider that really building community. Building a community would be like a group where it's an open forum and anyone can talk and not just you being the one person that controls the conversation and then people only talk about what you talk about. Does that make sense? So a group where people can come and speak and this could be a Facebook group, but it could also be a meetup group. So this is also another time where I've been the curator because I have one of the largest natural hair meetup groups on meetup, especially in New York with thousands of women that can come together and they can do events. Now I will say I haven't updated it in a long time because I don't talk about natural hair anymore but when I did this is what I did so you can start an an in-person group where people can meet up in real time and you can have events you can have small events big events you can create a marketplace where there's vendors being able to come together and sell their things and you know um, a lot of events will have marketplaces but one of the examples that that Kathy said was host a poetry slam. So an event that's similar to that where a small group of people can get together to talk about that thing. Um, I'm right now in this moment really, really into yoga. And let's say you're someone that also is into yoga and you decide you want to go and you want to become a uh, yoga instructor. So technically you would be you would be embodying the teacher archetype. But what if you take it a step further where you begin to host events where people can come and do yoga with you in the park? for free or you rent out a small space and you now have like a small little yoga studio where you do classes regularly. Now you're the curator. 
So you see how these archetypes kind of can flow into one another. And I love it because you don't have to just be one. You can be some of them and you can be one or another at a different time in your life, depending on what's really interesting to you. But what Kathy said at the very end of what I read, just to reiterate, curation is almost always a win-win that puts you at the center. You're bringing community, you're bringing a common interest together, and you're letting everyone talk about how much they love this thing and you're connecting them to it. And it's awesome. It's really, really awesome. Being a curator is awesome. Okay, the fourth and final archetype is called the investigator. Kathy Heller says that the investigator is someone who dedicates time to exploring a topic that really interests them, not about being an expert, but about really being curious and generous of what you find. Okay, that's really important piece. She's not saying you're an expert. You don't have to go to school and get a degrees and get a certification and all of that. That's not what she's saying. You're really curious about it and you're generous about what you find. The content can be explored and shared through many mediums. She says a podcast, a book, a blog, a Facebook page. I would also go further and say a YouTube channel. And I would also go further to say maybe a focus group of some kind. And I would probably consider webinars, right? Like a Facebook Live or something um, where you actually share your information and maybe even present day IGTV. I don't know if these things were around when she made this book, but I can also see how those things could work to be good mediums to explore and share your content that you find. Um, She says you might build up a community and then offer them additional opportunities to connect through masterminds, peer-to-peer mentorships, and memberships. It might sound incredible that you can build a career and actually make money simply talking about something that really turns you on. It is doable by hard work and determination. Um, She says that money can come in form of ads, sponsorships, ticket sales, Kickstarters, and she encourages you to start today because you have nothing without an audience. So the investigator archetype is one that I find myself to be in all the time. And I feel like if you are the teacher, it might go hand in hand that the investigator archetype is part of what you embody and and, and how you express your value. And the reason why I say that is because it's very common that if you're teaching people something that you yourself are going out there to learn, you're going out there to research. Technically, that means you're going out there to investigate. If you're researching and you're investigating and you're you're exploring a topic that really interests you in an effort to teach others it, then in many respects, you're an investigator. But I do see that it's possible for you to be an investigator and not necessarily want to teach people how to do something, right? You just want to find the information because it's interesting to you and then you want to share it. And that's it. (laughs) That's it. You don't want to be the person who builds community around it. You're not trying to bring everyone who's interested in this thing together. That's not what you're trying to do. You're not trying to teach the whole world how to do it and you're not making a product or service around it. You just want to talk about it. You just want to get it out there, which is why podcasting is awesome for that, which is one of the first things that she said. Also writing a book and having a blog, Facebook page, and all the other things I talked about, they all fit it. And I know it may seem like, well, if I do those things, um, create those mediums, then aren't I a creator? And in that, I would say, yes, you are. 
but I would say in a different sense. In the sense of being the investigator, it's more about building up the information to connect people with what you've learned. And the creator is definitely more about the product or service itself. So so I hope that explains it. I, I'm, I'm finding it hard for me to express how I understand it and the differences. And I hope that I made that make sense. But I'm definitely very much an investigator. And if you are looking to build community and then offer opportunities beyond just I brought you guys together so we could talk. That's how you step aside from being the curator. You're you're bringing people together and connecting them through opportunities where they can learn from each other, whether it be, like she said, masterminds, peer-to-peer, mentorships, memberships, things like that, all of which I offer in my school as a part of my programming. And now that I'm really into yoga and I've been doing vegan keto for a few months, as well as intermittent fasting for almost over a year, the the investigator is a part of my day to day. I am always researching by way of YouTube videos how to be better at intermittent fasting, how to be better at keto and how to do better in my yoga journey. Well, with the yoga journey, I wouldn't say YouTube. My yoga journey is actually I get better by by watching people and following new pages on Instagram. And I'm able to save different things that I'm finding on Instagram to incorporate into my practice. And I am in the investigative space right now looking for a yoga center so that I can um, further my practice with a group of people. Um, and as I find things that I want to, that I that I love and I'm, and I'm enjoying about yoga, I am sharing them on social media, but not in a teacher way. Like I'm not teaching people how to do yoga. I'm showing them like what I've learned and I'm doing the things that I've learned in video form or on, or on a picture and I just kind of post it. And then every now and then I get people that want me to be the teacher and they, they'll ask me, can you do a yoga video? And I have to remind them like, I'm not a yoga teacher. I do yoga, I'm following a video myself. I don't have like, you know, a choreographed yoga flow routine. My vinyasa is not my own. Like I am following someone else's flow. So I have to remind people that while people are very commonly used to me being the teacher, right now I am the investigator and I am enjoying this, but I don't know that I will ever take my yoga to the curated to the curator side, which would be like a yoga retreat. Um, I've heard about a yoga retreat coming up in New York in July, and I signed up for it. It's by Sisters of Yoga. So if you want to go on Instagram or go to sistersofyoga.com, they don't know I'm talking about them, so this will be awesome if you decide to go. They're going to be in like six cities this year. I know for sure New York, because I'm going to be there, and it's the the last Sunday of July. I want to say it's July 26th, and um, I saw that they're going to be in, I think, Atlanta, maybe the first stop, go to their page and find it because I, I really don't know the schedule. But if you are in New York and you're interested in yoga, I would love for you to join me at their retreat because I'm going to be there and I don't have friends that do yoga. Um, I did ask my audience on my Healthy Janelle Instagram, which is a separate Instagram than my Janelle B. Stewart. And um, a few people responded saying that they would join me. So I think I have about three of my loves going with me, one of whom I do know. And I would say she is my friend, but I didn't know she did yoga before I shared it. 
and two others. So a yoga retreat, getting back to the point, would be like how I would take my role as the investigator and learning as much as I can about yoga and then becoming the curator by creating like a yoga retreat or some type of experience where I'm bringing people who are also interested in yoga together and then facilitating that. That's how I would be bringing that on. Even if I wasn't the teacher, like I could bring in a yoga instructor. I could partner with a yoga instructor. In fact, that should, I should probably do something like that. Um, See, my brain is always going. I'm thinking about doing something that I just said that I probably would never do. But, you know, I could bring in a yoga instructor. I don't have to be the archetype, the teacher, and be the curator at the same time. So this is perfect for when I was talking about the curator. You don't actually have to be the expert in it, right? You just have an interest in it and you facilitate the experience or the opportunity for them to come for the community to come together but you don't have to be the one that actually teaches you know if you host a poetry slam which is one of the examples Kathy gave you don't have to be the one doing poetry you're just putting the event together because you enjoy poetry or like a book club I didn't even talk about that you don't have to be the person who wrote the book You know, you just are the person facilitating the transaction between everybody. So if I were to um, do like a a retreat of some kind or if you were to have an event of some kind, you could always hire a host. You don't have to host it. Um, You could always hire people to support you to help it come together. But I definitely, um, you know, see myself as more of the investigator now when it comes to yoga. And I don't want to be the teacher and I don't want to be the maker. I am not like making a YouTube channel for yoga. I'm not making a yoga blog. My Instagram is not a yoga Instagram. I share it because I'm doing it and I do it every day, but it's not, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the creator. <laughs> I'm definitely not the creator for yoga. I am not the teacher for yoga. I'm not the curator for yoga. I'm just an, an investigator right now. I love conversations and I like to write about it. Um, if you're a content creator and you're thinking like, how can I take being a content creator and having a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcaster and turn that into like a business where I'm like able to monetize it as the investigator. Think about if you have an interest. Um, for example, I have a lot of members that are really interested in how to how to make money off of their social media. So I created a course, right? But that would be me being the teacher and also me being the creator, teaching the program and then creating the course. What if you don't want to be any of those? How about if you hosted a summit or what if you organized a panel? That would be you kind of being a curator, but then also being an investigator because you're bringing the panelists together to discuss the topic that you don't have a lot of information on. You're like investigating and you're learning through them. So you don't have the information, but you find people that do have it. Maybe they're experts, maybe they're professionals, maybe they work in the field and you bring them in to discuss the topic and you're basically putting it together so that they can teach it you love the conversation. You want to write about it. You want to bring people together. You want to do interviews. Maybe you even create like some type of documentary. Doesn't mean that you produced it and you did all the video and everything. Maybe you do do it. Um, so you will embody different archetypes along the way. It's not to say that you're only one. Um, and as you consider the different paths that that you could turn a passion into a profession, I want you to allow 
yourself some room to play. You know, start somewhere. Start in a place that you think is interesting to you and you will be led to where you can serve most. And it will change from time to time, as I've expressed many times before. So I want you to be open to what comes and take just one area that you're really interested in exploring. And in the download that I made for you, I want you to download that. And I want you to just kind of write down what thing is interesting you and you'll see that I've given um, a breakdown of everything I described here which is from Kathy Heller um, from her book called Don't Keep Your Day Job and I broke down everything that she's written and I just want you to kind of go through it and express yourself so that we can see how you are best expressing your true value. And in the download, what you're going to do is not just say, well, I'm the creator, this is this is me, and then you don't fill out the rest. I actually want you to be open-minded and take an interest like how I did yoga. How could you take that interest of yoga and be the creator? How could you take that same interest of yoga and be the teacher? How could you take that same interest of yoga and be the curator or the investigator, right? And for those of you who are already content creators and you haven't really thought beyond being a creator, how could you take your role as a YouTuber or a blog blogger or a podcaster and now be the teacher? How could you take that role of a blogger, or podcaster, YouTuber and be the curator? And how could you be the investigator with that same role, I want you to use the sheet to help you do that. And with that, we've come to the end of our second episode in my Cultivating Your Value um, theme. I am so excited to get into the next episode. I know there's going to be a third one, but I cannot tell you just yet that I know exactly what we're going to talk about. I need to put on my investigator hat. And I need to go and do some research so I can come to you with another episode. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing you then. All right, so that concludes this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. Now I know you guys are going to have a lot to say about this discussion, so I just cannot wait to hear what you say. I'm looking forward to reading your tweets. You can tweet me at Janelle B. Stewart. I'm looking forward to seeing those shares on your Instagram story. Um, You can tag me at Janelle B. Stewart. And if those of you are still on Facebook, you can, of course, I'm also on Facebook. You can also mention my page in your um, status update, which is at Janelle B. Stewart. Um, If you did not already, I would love for you to get the word out about my podcast. You can share it on any social media platform. Make sure you link to it. And of course, if you haven't left me a review on Apple iTunes, I would love that as well. Um, Reviews help other people when making a decision about what podcast they want to listen to. So the more reviews I get, the better my podcast can rank. And of course, who doesn't want to elevate? elevate their brand. Of course, you know, I do. (laughs) So once again, thank you so much. And I'm going to leave you with an amazing quote, one that I shared on Twitter this week. And this quote is, I will rise. I will always rise. Don't you doubt that even for a second. And with that, I hope you all have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.